Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to the Rose and Shine podcast. Today with a New Year's special. Featuring us, the Swedish sisters, Josephine Roos and Victoria Roos Olsen. We share experiences from our international lives and careers. Good morning, this is Victoria. And hello, this is Josephine. And we have a super special episode today, part of our New Year's special series. We're going to look into the stars and we're going to meet our very own astrologer. Just being, tell us about this. Yes, um, a year or even more more than that, we met Hokulani for the first time. And now we, we fondly talk about you, Hokulani, as our Hawaiian-based astrologer. <laughs> and... <laughs> It really was a new thing for us and also provided, started to provide us new insights about ourselves as we were speaking to you about our charts. And we wanted to, to bring you to our listeners as, as everyone is getting inspired to set their intentions for the year to come. So welcome, Hukulani. It's yes, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. It's yeah. Good morning. Aloha. Uh, aloha. It's so lovely to have you here and we'll let you do a little bit of an introduction. We would love to hear, you know, who are you and uh, what do you do as an astrologer? So, yeah, good question. Um, I've been a <laughs> professional, I guess, practicing astrologer for about eight years. And um, I guess I'll tell you how I came to astrology first mm -hmm. and then talk about what it is that I'm actually doing. So yes. I came to astrology, I guess, back in 2015, um, I went through a pretty bad breakup. And in this process of breaking up with this, in this relationship, I couldn't understand why that moment in time, why that relationship seemed so much harder than everything else. And mm -hmm. so it put me on this journey of trying to find a therapist. Long story short, on my second, like kind of traditional therapy session, the therapist says, I don't know how to tell you this, but the entire psych department's going on strike. And I'm actually not going to be able to see you. And I can't even refer you to someone else. And exactly. I started cracking up. I'm like, okay, well, maybe I need to find an alternative form of therapy or something because I can't go this way. And so uh -huh. I went out searching for kind of um, alternative like healing. And I found Deborah Silverman, who is my mentor. And the feeling that I had in my body realizing that there was a woman who was a therapist and also an astrologer 
it just kind of blew my mind. And I had such a physical reaction that I knew I needed to see her and I needed to do this. Long story short, she had an astrology school. I went through her school. I started working for her school and teaching for her school and became certified under her system. And it was my healing tool. So for me, astrology has been the modality that has helped me learn so much about myself and understand everybody else in my life and understand why during that moment of time and other moments of times, like I get activated in certain ways. We each get activated with certain lessons or why is this so hard? And so I was able to go backwards and look at that time in my life and understand that astrologically, it was a pretty intense and dramatic time in my life. And that's why that felt so hard, like in particular, harder than my dad dying, which didn't make sense to me logically. Mm. But then when I learned the astrology, I, I understood why. So astrology has been huge just and that's, in changing my life. Wow. Mm. And, th- and that's so interesting because also how we got to you, it was through Deborah Silverman, I think that I was reading about her and then got to you. And a lot of people would say, you know, the question is like, do you believe in astrology? And after meeting you, that completely shifted for me because it really was about, I really can see how it's a tool for healing and learning about yourself because you really start to deep dive into different elements of yourself. So Yeah, and it's fascinating. Yeah, and on that note, I'm just thinking for all our listeners, the ones that might have their relationship to astrology as in the horoscope that they read in their monthly magazine, how would you describe what is astrology and what does an astrologer really do, Hapalani? Yeah, and so there's so many rabbit holes we can go down, but in (laughs) general... Astrologers are studying the sky. We're studying the movements of the planets and mm-hmm. asteroids and the stars and the relationship that their movements have to us here on Earth. And so, you know, do you believe in astrology? I do now. I mean, I've always been interested in it. I can't tell you why necessarily it works, but it does work. And my only theory that I've personally come up with, If we think about the moon and we know how strong the moon has a pull on the tides on our planet, right? The waves get Mm -hmm. bigger or smaller, depending on how close the moon is to earth, like in its cycles. And we are made mostly of water. And to me, I'm like, if there is some kind of magnetism that we watch it pull on the waters of our planet, why wouldn't we think that it could also have some kind of effect on us when we are made mostly of water? So at the most basic level, that's what I've come up with to kind of describe it. But we're really looking at where not just, you know, the sun was in the sky. Everyone pretty much knows their sun sign. But where was the moon and Mercury and Venus and Mars and Saturn and Uranus and Neptune and Pluto? We're looking at the way the entire sky was situated at the moment that you took your first breath and the relationships that these planets had to each other. And somehow it tells us something about your personality and your character. And we can even look at you know, certain karmic indicators of where you might have talents, what aspects of life might be challenging for you. What did your soul come here to learn? So it's pretty deep and pretty nuanced. I can't tell you technically why it works, but we are (laughs) organic creatures that came from the universe. They say that we are made of stars. When you think about it to me, it's like even more bizarre that we would think we're not connected to our environment than the fact Mm. that we are connected to our Mm. environment, right? Great. (laughs) (laughs) So what we wanted to do today is to have a bit of a chat. Share you with the world. (laughs) (laughs) To share your wisdom with the world and all of our listeners. And 
talk a little bit about what the big shifts or signs or, or patterns that you are seeing for for the coming year. And then we're going to talk and ask a little bit. We're very curious about our own charts. So just to kind of see how that reflects a little bit for ourselves and then turn that into something wisdom for the listener, perhaps as well. So if you are interested and you're listening to this, what else should you look for beyond your star sign or sun sign in your chart when you're planning for the year ahead? So that's a little bit the way of the, <laughs> the way of the field today. Yeah. So perhaps um, we start with the first question around what is happening astrologically in the year 2023? Yes. <laughs> and so for this part, it's like I've chosen just a few bigger shifts that we have mm-hmm. um, because we could spend the entire episode easily just talking about, you know, the themes of 2023. But to keep it kind of simple, there are two very big energy shifts that are happening. And one is like smaller compared to the other. So one thing that we're going to talk about or kind of look at in each of your charts and look at it collectively versus how do these things affect us individually. We have the planet Saturn moving from the sign Aquarius into the sign of Pisces. And Saturn changes signs every two and a half years. So we can really feel these shifts of focus. And Saturn is a, is a planet that talks about responsibility and timing and limitation and karma. And to me, Saturn kind of talks about growing pains. So wherever it's activating, we're being asked to pay attention. We're being asked to take responsibility. We're being asked to be disciplined. We're being asked to learn, to, mm. to step up in some way. And so for the collective, for the last, you know, about two and a half years, Saturn has been in the sign of Aquarius, which is a sign that represents freedom and technology and innovation and the future and community. And so because Saturn can act as a limiting force, we see when Saturn first moves into Aquarius, we have the pandemic. So this thing that Aquarius wants, which is community, there's a challenge to that, right? We all had to go indoors. We're like challenged so we can't really meet in person. But at the same time, where did the growth maybe kind of come from or the innovation of that Aquarius energy is we all went online. Like here we are on Zoom. We were still trying to connect, but using technology, which is a very kind of Aquarian word. So again, we could spend a whole episode talking about that, but we're moving from this Aquarian energy into Pisces energy. And this is uh, occurs on February 15th. So I'm looking from a United States-based kind mm-hmm. of ephemeris. So about the 14th, maybe for our European countries, but February 14th or February 15th, Saturn is going to enter Pisces. And now we're going to see that discipline, that need for discipline or the lessons or the growing pains or the karmic like unfolding, the themes kind of change into Pisces themes. So we're talking about spirituality. Um, We're talking about compassion, empathy, our emotional kind of intelligence and healing. And in this can come kind of lessons around um, like religion and outdated belief systems. So collectively we can see some changes, some focus kind of happening at that level. And then I'm, I'm always more interested in how does that affect us at the personal level? Mm-hmm. What part of your chart is it activating? Just because we can bring it home more. But as a big picture, there's some kind of, um, you know, magnifying glass or lesson around spirituality, dissolution of outdated systems and beliefs, which can include, you know, religion as part of that spirituality 
and this growth or challenge to our collective emotional intelligence and our internal world. That's super interesting. So it's the idea that when Saturn enters a sign, that becomes the challenge. Like it's not kind of, it's emphasizing challenges that exists within that it's growth. sign. It's like growing pains, right? It's kind of like the lessons that we have to learn that mm-hmm. may not come easily, that may not come without some constriction or some limitation, just because Saturn is the planet of maturity. So mm-hmm. how do we grow and how do we mature? We're usually having to come up against some kind of resistance to mm-hmm. kind of learn that lesson, right? It's the planet of lessons. It's the planet of karma. And so it doesn't always mean that it has to be bad. People go, oh no, oh no. It's like, it's not a bad thing. Learning lessons is not bad, but mm-hmm. it may not always feel easy, you know? And that's why I kind of say growing pains where mm-hmm. we're learning, but there might be some like, oh, some frustration or some limitation or mm-hmm. some fear, some caution, right? It's, it's the lesson we're doing the work. What I heard and picked up was part around learning and spiritual reflections, empathy, warmth. I, I picked up a lot of positives around that. Yeah. And would that say that that's how it would sort of work? I'm thinking those are things we need <laughs> in the world right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so that is like, right, there's always kind of the two sides of the coin. It's what we're learning through our growth and the, the push to mature we get, there's a gift of that knowledge and that wisdom, but we have to go through the cycle of actually stretching and growing into it. So on our way to maturity, we might have a few tantrums. We might run into a few, you know, issues or moments where it feels hard or we can't do this or, you know, do you know what I mean? So ultimately there is so much, um, cause it's also the planet of mastery. So there's so much that we could potentially learn to master and really grow into and take full responsibility of, which is beautiful. It's just that human path to that growth that Mm. has some bumps along the way. Hmm. And so we'll come back to kind of looking at this in each of one of your charts. But the other big thing that is happening, so again, this is an energy that shifts for us collectively every two and a half years. So Mm -hmm. it's noticeable. This next one is kind of a bigger deal. And this is the planet Pluto, which talks about power, and transformation, and healing, surrender, like passion and drive. Uh, this planet is moving where it has been in Capricorn since 2009, and it is going to start dipping its toes into the next sign, which is Aquarius. So this shift is a bigger deal because Pluto is a very slow-moving planet and spends you know 14 to 30 years on one sign. So when it moves into a new energy, that shift is felt. It's a, it's a big deal because it doesn't happen as often or as frequently. So now when we talk about Pluto, wherever Pluto is in the sky, it is slowly transforming, changing, healing this area of life. And so it's been in Capricorn where over the last, you know, more than a decade, we've maybe seen how the power of corporations, like, Capricorn is a sign that rules, like it's an earth sign. It rules like uh, kind of corporate energy, business energy. It's the kind of leadership energy. It's very patriarchal masculine energy for an earth sign. Mm-hmm. But uh, while Pluto has been in that sign, maybe we've, you know, if we try and track it, 
the relationship or the change of, you know, the power that corporations have and have had globally, Mm -hmm. but also just our systems. It rules governments and the changes that have maybe been, you know, occurring from that structural level. And it's going to be moving from Capricorn, this very like rural, kind of rigid, patriarchal, some people would almost describe it in its most masculine form as maybe like almost militaristic in some way. But Mm -hmm. moving from that sign into Aquarius, which Aquarius is a sign about freedom and liberation and innovation and the collective. It's very community-based. So there's nothing that says power to the people like Pluto moving into Aquarius. And so the shift that that can mean for us on Mm. that kind of humanitarian (laughs) level or, Mm. you know, kind of taking maybe some of that power away from the man or the corporation or the government and like bringing it back to like being focused on the human and the people and the whole and the collective. So, and we're just starting this journey, which um, Pluto will be in Aquarius for, you know, over a decade. Like, so this is the beginning of a bigger, longer journey for us as a generation, as a collective. That sounds so exciting. And uh, what the collective (laughs) might need (laughs) after this Capricorn energy, right? Uh, that's that's absolutely yeah and just because it also rules like you know aquarius also rules like certain forms of like metaphysics but also technology and we just you know we all have seen how technology has just grown leaps and bounds and how that affects our lives so there's also a deeper um i don't know exploration like coming out of like where technology is taking us as a collective and you know kind of the the amazing and the beautiful and maybe some of the like, is that the best idea? Should we, mm-hmm. should we really mm-hmm. take it there? You know, so mm-hmm. that'll be an interesting piece of how this all unfolds too, that we may be experiencing watching as a human collective over the next two decades, our relationship wow. to technology. <laughs> yeah. So interesting. And so interesting that these two moments or movements really happen at the same time. So with Saturnus and I'm thinking that's a really sounds to me like a forceful combination and in the most positive of ways. Absolutely. Right. And that's where it's like, you know, is there some divine design of all of this? It's like, it really feels like you can't make this stuff up. You know what I mean? Just the synchronicity and the way that these come together, it feels like there is an intelligence behind that. And the other little piece we can sprinkle in here is that some of you probably heard of Mercury retrograde. It is a time where the planet Mercury of communication and technology appears from our vantage point on earth to be moving backwards. And historically, these are, you know, times out of the year, it happens three times a year. These are, you know, a few weeks out of the year where technology goes away. We double book ourselves. Flights are delayed. Things break down. You know, um, Mercury retrograde is notorious for being kind of annoying time, (laughs) but it is a time to slow down and reflect. And there's always a theme to Mercury retrograde as well. And in 2023, the Mercury retrogrades are all occurring in earth signs. And again, I don't want to like talk too much astrology because I think it'll be more interesting when we get to talk about you guys individually. But some of the energy that is not changing from this year into next year is there's been Uranus has been transiting the sign of Taurus. And basically just to connect these things together, there's a continued conversation with the element of earth right? So Capricorn energy, Taurus energy, Virgo energy, these are our three earth signs. And there is this kind of, how are we interacting with our material world? 
how do our pursuits around money and career and ambition and taking care of our manifested world, like our homes, our cars, our bills, that kind of thing, but how do they overlap and kind of relate to our resources, the actual resources that the earth has to provide. So there's a continued conversation that continues to happen here where we are reviewing our relationship to the material world with these Mercury retrogrades, with Uranus continuing to travel through the sign of Taurus, kind of awakening our values and maybe changing in some ways, just because Uranus is a sign of awakening and liberation and change, revolution, maybe revolutionizing or changing in some ways the way that we are interacting with the material world. So that's another piece where all of these things kind of come together in 2023. you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. From all of that, and again, we could talk for hours, uh, but yep. from all of that, Pokalani, what you so masterfully do is then bringing that into what does this mean for an individual with their specific thing. So yeah, let's go there. What does that mean for me and Josephine, for example? Yeah. And so if we start with you, this is where we kind of say there's changes happening on the collective, right? The community Mm -hmm. that we're involved in. And then when we dial it down to the personal level, which is my favorite way of working with astrology, right? Mm -hmm. Like some people love talking about the big picture. I love talking at the individual level. So for you, planet Saturn that we talked about is going to be moving into Pisces 
um, the area of life that it's activating for you personally is home and family and roots in your foundation. So mm. we talked about this several months ago when we met. I was like, oh, are you thinking about moving at all? <laughs> and so Victoria, you let us know if there's a move happening, but that's basically... Yes, there's a move happening. It's so funny. Yeah. Well, so that's I one of the funny. I, that's maybe a wrong description, but it's... Yeah. Yeah. Like it is. I mean, I describe it as like, it's funny, right? It is funny. It's fascinating the way this meets <laughs> up. But on a like earthy physical level, that's one of the first indicators I've seen in your chart is, oh, there's potential for a move here where, you know, change this planet that kind of brings again, Saturn bringing change and maturity and growth and responsibility is coming into the part of your chart that talks about home and family. So your literal physical home is changing. Mm. And then at a deeper level, it talks about this theme of readjusting to your own root system, right? In your own body, kind of finding home again. It's a big deal when we uproot ourselves and move into a new home. There's, you have to nest, you have to kind of replant your roots. So there's all of that happening. And in a deeper emotional level, it also talks about on some level, your home and family requiring maybe more of your attention and just your journey of kind of finding balance there. Where it's like, okay, my home, my family, they need me. I got to put a lot of energy here, but I also need to make sure that I'm like maintaining my uh, boundaries, that mm -hmm. I know which things in this area of life are my responsibility to take on and where can I delegate or what isn't actually my responsibility to take on. So we talked about how this could mean, you know, the changes with, you know, some of your kids growing older, graduating from high school and kind of a whole empty nesting scenario, but there's also your family of origin. So your parents and maybe, you know, them aging and requiring more time and attention from you, you living in a completely different country from your parents and just how you navigate that. How do you take responsibility, but then how do you also navigate, okay, where's my boundary around this though? How, how much can I take on? What can I really do? So when I bring up the word boundary, Saturn is a very boundaried sign. It's one of the signs that talks about like boundaries and structure. So that area of your life for you, home, literal home, and then the internalized home, the relationship with your parents, your family of origin and your kids, this is a huge focus for you over the next two and a half years. Hmm. <laughs> I always feel like tearing up somehow when I hear <laughs> I you like, oh, talking about talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But true. should we also say, I mean, because the way that you read the birth charts is based on a specific, you know, of course, it's the kind of the month and the date, and then it's the specific hours to or minutes even, right, to see where the charts on the sky. So I'm just thinking if anyone else, because Victoria, you're, you're born in April, you are a, I don't know in English, what are you? An Aries. An Aries. Um, so, but would it be applicable for other people that are Aries or would it be even more individual than that? It's more individual than that. It would be more applicable um, for people who are Scorpio rising. So instead of using the sun as kind of our anchor, when we mm -hmm. talk about the different houses in astrology, and this can get confusing and technical very fast if people don't have any kind of background in astrology, but looking from the ascendant or the rising sign in this case, there would be more um, kind of overlap with other people. Okay. So anyone who might be Scorpio rising can find that and kind of going into Sag rising that there's going to be some activity around the home front. Okay. But it's, this is where it gets technical, depending on, like you said, what time of day were they born? 
because some people they've already been experiencing this, but because mm-hmm. of the time of day that Victoria's born, she's just kind of going into this area. So yeah, and you know, anyone that can use an app, right? You can download it. Either you go to an astrologer and figure this out. You can also just use an app to learn those smaller things, right? You can Absolutely. put in your time and your date, and then you can figure out exactly what you are in terms of the ascendance and the risings and all of yes. that. Yes, yeah. So now I'm curious. <laughs> there are any big lessons in my charts or shifts? Well, and if we talk about the same energy for you, right? So Saturn, if we kind of stick with Saturn, Saturn is for you is transiting the part of your chart that talks about creative self-expression and your joy and your passion. And it's also the part of the chart that can rule kids specifically. So what this kind of says for you is that there might be this need, this desire to express yourself more creatively and to try and find like, wait, what, what am I passionate about again? What's the thing that I love that I can do that's playful and brings me joy? And that we may come to needing this because we notice that there's a lack of it in our life right now. Mm-hmm. So that's the area of your chart that's being activated by Saturn. So again, there's just kind of this piece of, yeah, how are you expressing yourself? What do you need to say? What do you need to communicate? And also like, how do you reconnect with your heart, with your joy, with your passion and like Mm. have some more fun. There could be Mm. part of your chart that's like, you know what? I haven't been like having enough fun or like kind of valuing fun and play and spontaneity. And it can also talk about pushing you to take a risk. So if Mm -hmm. there's also something that you've been wanting, but like knowing that there's like a fear or a risk, you know, like this aversion to risk that's holding you back, this could also kind of like hold your foot to the fire a little bit, just kind of like pushing you in that direction of like taking a risk, being more willing to kind of like put something out there um, Mm -hmm. and put it on the line, right? Mm -hmm. And so does any of that, like I got to speak with Victoria not too long ago, so I know how it's affecting her, but how does that, does that make sense to you at all? No, I think it does. I think, I mean, I, everyone you're talking about like playfulness and joy and bringing more of that in. And I know how much work it's been <laughs> the last <laughs> year or so. Like I can certainly see like, okay, yeah, that's really needed, you know, to bring a bit of lightness back in to a lot of kind of intensity and hard energy, you know, grinding in a way. Um, so I can totally see that. And then I kind of reflect back. So I'm an an Aquarius and you have reminded me a few times that we've met, you know, this kind of this need for playfulness and and joy as well to not always take things so serious. So that's always been kind of comforting for me to to hear that because I know that I have that element combined part of your spirit just (laughs) combined with the kind of working hard and achieving and always feeling that those are a little bit kind of in contrast or not always working in the same direction but you kind of given me a bit of that freedom to um, continue to be that joy and celebration and all of those things that I want to um, continue to be so yeah yeah, it does make sense and another layer of this another way that we could read into this like as we get deeper too is that this is the part of the chart that can also represent the inner child so that there could be some work around kind of reclaiming a younger version of yourself that may need some attention, may need some healing, just may need some of your time too to kind of reclaim a younger part and the needs that she may have. So I just wanted to add that as another potential layer of how this energy can show up. 
Wonderful. I'm going to think about that. <laughs> and and for you, there's been a big relationship theme. So if we, we talked about Saturn and if we talk about Pluto, the other big guy that's like going through a big change this year for us, for you and your chart right now, Pluto has been activating your natal Venus. This is a once in a lifetime activation. Pluto will never reach this part of your chart again because it would take 248 years for it to get here. So this is the only time you'll ever experience this energy. Not everyone experiences this energy in their lifetime, but basically it is largely representative of like big healing, but also changes and transformation happening to your relationships. And Mm. also like um, Venus represents relationships, money, like resources and values, but just kind of like learning about some of your own relationship patterns, kind of anything in your personal relationships where things have maybe gone unsaid or been underneath the system, this is going to be a time of kind of digging everything out and pulling everything to the surface and having to look at the reality of your needs in relationship, what's been happening in relationship, and kind of like we can't not pay attention to certain things anymore. And it can be cathartic and incredibly healing and powerful, but it can also be sore. You know what I mean? To Mm. have to like look at certain fears or look at certain realities or truths that maybe we haven't um, wanted to. You know what I mean? Mm. If that makes sense. So Mm -hmm. that also, it's just something else to pull in that there's been a lot, not only in terms of like, I don't know, in your everyday work, career, busyness, but also from this deeper kind of emotional busy, your chart would suggest there's been a lot of work around relationship Mm. and intimacy. Yes. And is that continuing or am I, (laughs) am I saving out of that now? Yeah, no, we, we haven't even, we haven't had the final exam here yet. Uh, So it's like, you're here learning, but it hasn't even come to its full climax. That's something that um, you kind of reach the pinnacle of this transit in 2023. So it continues relationship and uh, being in alignment with your values and your resources. Like this continues to be a very large theme in your chart for the coming year. Exciting. Yeah. Mm. It's powerful stuff. Very, very powerful. powerful. So I know, Hukarani, now I need to book my proper session with you so that we can <laughs> <laughs> dig into all of this deeply. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And then I was just looking back too to see Victoria, like if there was anything large from Pluto happening in her chart. And so there's nothing like she doesn't have, Victoria, you don't have kind of a major Pluto transit happening for you. There's more bigger energy when it comes to like healing and growth around a Chiron transit. So right now you have, you have Chiron on your sun. Chiron is kind of a, an asteroid, a planetoid, a, a dwarf planet. I don't know, people argue about what they call it. But anyways, Chiron represents the wounded healer. And so you have Chiron on your natal sun right now in Aries, and you're coming into what's called your Chiron return, which everyone experiences around the age of 50. And so for you, there is a theme of kind of healing, you know, your kind of inner warrior, almost so to speak, like anywhere where you may feel not super confident to assert yourself or take on that leadership role or just um, push yourself forward and kind of be willing to lead the charge anywhere where that may still be comfortable is where it's kind of coming up for you to be like, no, share your opinion. You get to take up space. You get to like have your needs and you get to put yourself first. It's kind of inviting you to be quote unquote 
kind of selfish, but in a healthy way. So I wish there was another word for that, where maybe it's just self-aware or, you know, kind of self-validating, you know, there's another word that I'm trying to think of, but reinventing, is it? Because we just spoke about Victoria reinventing herself in the 49, like that's the traditional of Aborigines would be to reinvent yourself in your 40th, 49th year before you turn 50. And of course, I was joking about Victoria going out into the woods and staying there for a year. (laughs) But it sounds like she should then, that even the chart is uh, in agreement with uh, (laughs) that kind of reinventing uh, element. Yeah, like owning, really owning like her power and stepping into like kind of her right to claim her desire, her will, her opinion, her ability to lead, like just she's allowed to take up space and, and be heard and be counted. So anywhere where that might be like, or comfortable, it's like, mm-hmm. Victoria, you're being pushed to kind of look at that and heal any layers of that that might still be wounded. Hmm. So there's that piece that I'm just looking. And you also have you different than Josephine, but similar, which I thought was funny, the two of you just um, in your parallel kind of experiences, you have Saturn conjunct your natal Venus. So the transit doesn't last nearly as long as Pluto on Venus, which Josephine has, but there's still a layer for you too of certain relationships and the boundaries may be in relationship being tested or kind of being brought to the surface. And you kind of go through the climax or the pinnacle of that transit in January and February, and then it's over and then you're done. But um, <laughs> yeah, so in terms of relationships, money, maybe needing to like conserve your energy and like be very, again, boundary. Whenever we talk about Saturn, mm-hmm. have boundaries around your resources. How much do you have to give to other people in terms of time, money, energy? It's all of that. So with you, your chart suggests in terms of relationship, you're going through a time where it's like, can I really give that? Can I give that to you? Which relationship am I really like, I got to show up for this one, but this one... And I just don't get enough back to really prioritize that. So there's this whole kind of thing with you happening in the relationship as well. Hmm. It's so good. So we had our session and I could definitely recommend any listener who wants to go a little deeper into this to have a personal session with you. And it reminds me that I should go back now and listen to the recording because yeah. that is so powerful because when, when you hear it the first time and you're thinking about it, quite sort of new ideas or insightful, but it's just, I remember from the first time I did it with you, how powerful it was to go back and listen to the recording. And now that I hear you say a few of those things, I'm like, oh yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to bring this back into my reflections that we are. And that was also why we really wanted to invite you here, Okalana, because yeah, we said whether you believe or not, I don't think this needs to be in conflict astrology, the idea of astrology with any other uh, beliefs that one might have. I love your description of how the water and the ocean is so affected by the moon. And I, there's so many things that you've told me that you're like, did this just happen? And I'm like, yes, it did. How did, how did you know? And, and how you've told me things that uh, have been just really very quite insightful. So I can so understand how you felt in your heart situation, when you found the stars, how therapeutical it can be, because that's really how it feels. Even if at my point, I I don't really feel like I have any major challenges, but it's just so insightful to take a moment and sit back and reflect in a little bit of a deeper level on yourself. 
and, and where mm-hmm. you are Absolutely. at in life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think the biggest feedback that I get from clients is how validating it is yeah. that people just come in and they feel like, Ooh, okay. Like I'm on the right path. This is what's supposed to be happening. Like even in moments where life does get challenging and we can see like, uh, and I can tell someone, Oh, your chart looks like you've been kind of going through it, that this has been a very emotionally intense time. And they're like, Oh my God, thank God that, that someone else could see it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's validating. And I think it allows us to trust, to trust in something, to trust in that life has our back, that we're not being punished. There's nothing wrong with us. You know what I mean? I think there's a lot of validation, a lot of compassion and a lot of empathy for our own experience and for the experience of of others around us. Um, Those have been the biggest things I think I've taken away from astrology. And I feel like I get feedback that those are largely valuable to my clients as well. Yeah, absolutely. That in a combination of seeing our different sides, because we often used to explain ourselves as this kind of one dimensional, uh, you know, person in our CVs Mm. or when we meet new people, we just give kind of a tad of of who we are. But astrology helps you to see these different dimensions to your personality and give them all a bit of space, which I've been thinking has been so helpful for me. But I would love now before we kind of wrap up also to turn this into what would you do if you listen to this podcast now and you've heard about the stars and then you heard a bit about Victoria and me, but what would you look out for in your own star sign now? If you wanted to kind of continue um, the research or, or not perhaps in your sign, you would tell us what you would look out for in the stars or in the sky as you perhaps get more inspiration for the year to come, but also perhaps more in general, if you're interested in continuing this journey. Yeah, absolutely. So I think for learning about yourself individually, um, regardless of what's going on transit wise, just for you to someone to understand themselves, to start with not, you know, there's the sun sign, the moon sign and the rising sign or the ascendant, which are the, we call them the big three in astrology. And these are the three main um, kind of indicators of our overall personality. So that to me is the best place to start. Almost everyone knows their sun sign, but then learn about your moon sign learn about your rising sign. The moon talks about our emotional nature, how we respond kind of unconsciously, our knee-jerk reactions to things, and can tell us a lot about what we need to feel safe and secure. So our moon has a lot of information for us. And then our ascendant, which in esoteric astrology would say it's our soul sign. It's what we're growing into and what we're maturing into. Those two placements, uh, the whole chart is profoundly important. But if you're going to start somewhere, know those top three, start to research and learn more about your moon sign and your ascendant. Because here are, you know, at least two other very strong indicators of your overall personality that you might know nothing about. And, you know, to what you're saying, these different aspects of self, we are all in some ways kind of multiple personality people, you know, living in one body, we are layered, we are complicated, we are definitely not one thing, which is just our sun sign. So I think a lot of people don't believe in astrology because they're like, you know, our sun sign is so vague and superficial. It really takes learning the entire natal chart and and probably having it interpreted professionally or with one of the really good apps that are out there to start to even understand the depth and nuance that is astrology. Mm. Thank you so much, Ukulani. And I, we would love for you to share your details if anyone would like to book you 
And we can, of course, highly recommend you. And we're so happy that you could join us today so we could share you with our network. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, thank you. And if someone just want to start with an app, which app would you say would be the best one? Because I noticed there's so many apps out there. There are. And to be honest, I haven't like, you know, looked at all of them. Um, no. But I think like the pattern, there's one called the pattern that I think does um, a decent job. Um, I've been, you know, happy with the pattern. Um, there's also a traditional astrologer named Chani Nicholas, who has an app that I appreciate. I like her style. I have that app and follow yeah. her on Instagram. And it's all, uh, it's a bit different. <laughs> yeah yeah it's full just, on and fun <laughs> yeah no i like her i like her style and so um she is like annie but chani c-h-a-n-i and then nicholas and then if you want to have an individualized chart reading um my website is www.hokumamaastrology.com so h-o-k-u-m-a-m-a astrology.com and we'll we couldn't recommend that. Yeah. No. yeah. And we'll, we'll post, when we post about this uh, podcast, we'll also post so that everyone can find your, your details because that uh, is nice for anyone wanting to give themselves a little bit of a treat in the new year. That's how I would see it, really. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's great to check in. Like, I will check in with certain clients once a year so we can see what's the energy of, you know, the next year. So it's just kind of maintenance. But yeah, to me, astrology in terms of a self-development tool um and a healing modality i have not found anything else for me personally that has worked so well and my mentor is the therapist so really combining kind of a therapeutic counseling skill with um being able to see someone's birth chart to me is a very powerful combination so that is my you know there's many different styles of astrology but my uh, the reason why I love it and the style that I've come to practicing is really a therapeutic approach. So using your natal chart to help you navigate this beautiful and complicated thing called life. So. <laughs> well, what a wonderful ending. How to navigate our beautiful and complicated life. I love that. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really enjoyed this session. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. The, yeah, thank pleasure you, Melanie. We could speak to you for hours. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye. Aloha. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.